Hello and welcome to episode number 22 of the Creative Student Ministry Podcast. My name is Michael Wallace and my goal, as always, is to help your ministry become even more creative, strategic, and effective so that you will make even more of an impact as a ministry leader. Last time uh, we started this series on events by talking about mission trips. I hope you uh, took the time to listen to it. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, and if you did, please share it. Uh, go on iTunes, uh, rate, review, share, uh, tell all your friends, uh, do whatever you need to do. Get the word out because uh, I enjoy doing this and I hope that you are getting a lot out of it. Uh, but last week we talked about mission trips. And if you did listen to it, I hope that you take the opportunity to support my friend Kate as she's raising money to be a short-term missionary in Jamaica. Uh, She'll be working with the CCCD, which is the Caribbean Christian Center for the Deaf. It's a great organization that gives hope, life, and purpose to the deaf community in rural Jamaica. I've been there uh, several times myself. It's an incredible place, a great organization, great ministry there in Jamaica. Uh, Since Kate's first trip to Jamaica in high school, uh, she learned sign language went on to major in ASL in college, and all of her experiences on those trips radically shifted the trajectory of her life. Uh, If you're interested, please check out the link to support her on uh, the Creative Student Ministry uh, Twitter account. Uh, It's at Creative Student Men, and you can check that out. uh, And please support her if you you feel led uh, and help get her to Jamaica. She's got a big role this summer as a short-term missionary there, so check that out. Now, today we're going to get into what, what can be the most fun and the most stressful event that can happen in student ministry, and that is camp. Camp can be a great thing. Camp can be the bane of your existence. Camp can be the thing that you look forward to the most. Camp can be the thing you look forward to the least. Uh, But it is typically, in student ministry, one of the biggest events uh, that our ministries kind of revolve around. Uh, Camp is usually uh, during the summer, which is great because most students don't have school in the summer. And so it's a great opportunity to really capitalize on students having free time and the availability of being away for a week. And that's usually how long camp is, about a week or so. Uh, Some camps are longer, some camps are shorter, but on average about a week. Uh, And camp usually, as it relates to student ministry, it involves on the ministry uh, planning side, there's travel, travel arrangements, uh, cabin assignments, meals, t-shirts, speakers, bands, games, rules, medics, devotionals, campfire, swimming, and life change. And hopefully all of those things uh, get taken care of. And there's a lot, a lot, a lot of planning A lot of planning, a lot of logistics, a lot of preparing, a lot of conversations, a lot of meetings, a lot of money, a lot of communications, a lot of stuff that it takes to make camp happen. Whether you put on a camp or you take your students to a camp or you try to do something that kind of resembles camp, but it's not traditional camp, camp takes up a lot of time. A lot of time planning. It's a year-round thing, in my experience, uh, to put on camp and to do camp well for students. Now, I love camp. Personally, I've served at churches uh, that lean heavily into the camp environment, and I've also served at churches that basically lean away from camp as an experience. Um, So the point of this conversation we're going to talk about today, I'm not going to try to convince you one way or the other, yes, camp is great, no camp is is awful, yes, do it, don't do it. That's not my, my goal today. My goal is really just to encourage you, in whatever situation you find yourself, to do the best job that you can as the student ministry leader to impact the lives of your kids, whether you have a camp experience that you're involved in or you don't. If you have uh, the opportunity to make changes and shift things or you are absolutely locked in and your situation can't change, wherever you find yourself, my goal right now is to encourage you to lean in, 
and help your students experience the best things they can out of whatever experiences you can prepare for them. So uh, let's start off by talking about no camp. Um, I don't know how many of you do camp or don't do camp. It's actually going to be on the Twitter account today uh, if you do camp or you don't do camp. So go on there and uh, and, and vote on the poll. Um, so let's say, for, for example, you do not do a camp experience. Um, your church doesn't do it. Either it's a funding thing or it's a decision thing or you do other things instead of uh, what, what we would traditionally call camp. Um, what can you do? What can you do to, to have a camp experience uh, without having camp? Is it even possible? I think it's very possible. You can do any, a lot of things to build a camp experience because the camp experience really comes down to the lasting effects of camp. And the lasting effects of camp are really just pulling away from routine, letting students learn about Jesus, and giving them a chance to build relationships. So it's pulling out of routine, learning about Jesus, and leaning into relationships. You can do all of these things without having a big budget camp experience. You can get creative. You can take these three things and you can work them into a missions trip. They're out of routine already. You can teach them about Jesus and build relationships and boom, you have the lasting effects of camp from a mission trip. You can do that on a weekend retreat. You can do that on a day trip to somewhere else in your state. You can do that at a lock-in. It's possible if you if you really want to do a lock-in and you're that kind of person and you hate your life, do a lock-in. Sorry, I'm I don't like lock-ins. Having done many of them, it's not my favorite. But if it works for you and you love them, more power to you. Just don't invite me. Uh, but <laughs> when you do a lock-in, it's possible to make those things happen. Pull away from routine, learn about Jesus, and lean in to building relationships that last. It can happen. So look for ways that you can work those things into your regular schedule. If you don't do camp, find ways to make those things happen because I think those three things are vital to students really truly learning who they are in Christ, learning what their life should look like in Christ, and learning how to change uh, the, the the future of their life and the impact of the people by doing those three things, pulling away from routine, learning about Jesus, and building relationships. So if you don't have camp, there's still ways to make that experience happen. Now, if you do have camp, if you if you make camp happen, uh, either you you take your students to a camp, uh, it's, it's a camp that's pr- produced and it's done like at the beach, like a big stuff camp, and you take a group of your students to camp, or maybe you rent out a place and you you run the whole thing and you build the whole thing and, and you do camp big and it's all uh, it's all it's all on you to make it happen, or maybe you have a hybrid situation that involves both. Um, my biggest takeaway for uh, for planning camp and for executing camp. To do it not just creatively, but strategically and effectively. The best thing that you can know about camp is the camp is not about camp. I'll say that again. Camp is not about camp. Everything you do in planning camp should be designed to build an experience that far reaches beyond the hours that you spend at camp. It's not just about the experience at camp. Everything that happens at camp should last beyond the time that you're at camp. Take that mindset into every planning session that you have, every meeting that you're a part of. Hold on to it while you're writing messages, creating games, choosing worship songs, even even working on logistics for transportation. Camp is not about camp. Camp is about what happens beyond camp. And really, camp is all about relationships that last. There are several relationships I think that are extremely important when you're when you're talking about camp and when you're spending the money and the time and the effort that you do in camp. These relationships are the ones that matter. The first one, obviously, of course, relationship with Jesus. I mean, in my experience, building a relationship with Jesus 
it can be encouraged by like big group fun things like worship services and small groups and other activities. And that's a big draw with camp. Uh, traditionally, when you go to camp, when you have a camp experience, it's all about big. It's all about fun. It's all about loud and, and group things and shared experiences. And those can be great opportunities to introduce students to truth about Jesus. But in my experience, the real growth happens when I'm alone with God. So whatever you do to plan out your camp, make sure you build in breathing room. Your students may build some great memories on a water slide or a zip line or playing basketball, but what happens between them and God is what really counts, and you have to be intentional about that as the ministry leader, as the person who's really directing things and planning and executing and, and worrying about logistics and worrying about all the things that go into making camp happen. You have to be intentional. It's not going to happen by accident. Students traditionally aren't going to go, this is all fun stuff, but I really just want to spend some time alone with God. They're going to gravitate towards the big fun, exciting things, or the, the relational fun, talking things. You've got to build in some breathing room and be intentional about giving them a chance to let their soul kind of exhale, inhale, and focus on a relationship with Jesus. Really apply the things that they may be learning in those other environments, but you've got to give them a room to grow in their relationship. And the second relationship is a relationship with others. One of the best things that you can do for your students in a camp environment is to surround them with adult leaders who care. Now, you may take your students to a camp that is run for you, and that's totally fine. I know a lot of people that do that, and that could be a really great experience. A lot of those places, they actually supply the staff or the volunteers or the leaders, the adults uh, or college students that, that actually do the relational side of the camp. So they'll lead small groups. They'll be in the cabins with them. They will, they'll be, kind of be there chaperoning and investing in the students throughout the week. And what I would still encourage you to do, bring volunteers, get people who care about your ministry, who may be invested and involved all year long, and make sure they are at camp. I know there's several uh, large churches, uh, North Point being one of them, that they, one of the big things they do is they make sure that every volunteer has to be at camp. If you're going to volunteer, you have to be at camp. And I've had that same that same mindset. Why would you volunteer for a year at camp, a year in the ministry, if you're not going to be there? For this week that is so instrumental in the spiritual life and in general life of these students. And here's why it's so important. If you break down the hours, in a week of camp, you have the same amount of relational hours as an entire year of ministry through small groups and worship services. In a week of camp, you have roughly the same amount of relational hours as a year of ministry through small groups and worship services. So are you taking advantage of that opportunity? Are you doing everything you can to make the most of that week and those hours and that chance where students are being presented the gospel, they're being presented the challenge to apply it to their lives, and they're surrounded by who? Who are you putting there to have those conversations? Is it people that they get to experience a week with and then move home and then and not see those people again? Or do they get to have that week learning those things, growing in those things, applying those things in their lives? And having those conversations with people that they are then going to go home with and live their regular scheduled life, their routine life, and see them on a routine basis where they can remind them, hey, remember at camp you did this? Hey, remember when we saw this at camp? Hey, remember when this changed about you at camp? Having those relationships involved at the week of camp is one of the most important things you can do because it takes that camp, again, camp is not about camp. It takes that camp experience and it takes it far beyond the reach of the week. It takes it into the rest of their lives and into the routine of their lives. So relationships 
with Jesus and the relationships with others are so important. And as the ministry leader, you've got to focus on those two things. Now, outside of those relationships, there's two other things to focus on. And technically, these are also relationships, but uh, they're a little bit different. Um, the first thing, and this is something that as I as I was in student ministry hands-on, I, I learned to appreciate this more the longer I was there. So if you're just starting out in ministry, you're you're new in the process, it's been a couple years maybe, or maybe it's your first year, this is your first summer in ministry, uh, and you're pulling your hair out and you're freaking out, one of the things that may be most stressful for you is parents. That's completely understandable. As a young uh, leader in ministry, especially student ministry, this is one of the things that I, I struggled with at the beginning years of ministry because I felt my ministry was just two students. That's it. I'm a student pastor. That's what I want to do. I'm going to focus on students and the parents. They should have their stuff together and they shouldn't need me to uh, to be helpful for them. Um, but the truth is, the truth is with, with parents, you really need to be leaning into your relationships with them. And why? Because students spend more time with their parents than they'd spend with you. Over the course of their life and really over the course of their, their term in your ministry, they're going to spend more time with their parents than they are with you. So the best thing you can do to underscore the things that you hope that they learn and apply through your ministry is to get the parents on your side and help help them help you underscore those things and introduce those things and support those things in the lives of the students. Now, when it comes to camp, what about the parents? When the week is over, you know and I know students will go home and do a terrible job at PR. They do. They're just bad at it. At this season of their life, they stink at PR. They're going to have the best week of their life ever. They're going to go home and they're going to tell their parents two good things and like five bad things that happened about the week. All there maybe maybe five bad things, five negative things at all. They had to wait in line for something, and this one part of the food, the meal wasn't good. This this one article of food wasn't good. We didn't like this, and they're going to remember the bad things. And those are the things that are going to surface in their mind when their parents say, "How was camp?" They're going to go, "It was great." I'm tired, the food was blah, or this person hurt my feelings. They're going to say, they they do a terrible job of PR. So please, please do not rely on your students for public relations to parents. They're not good at getting communication back to them, and they're really bad at giving a really clear picture of what happens at a week of camp, in large part because they're exhausted, because you've worn them out all week, which is great. One of the things I think parents uh, look for in camp is how tired are they going to be when they come home? We want to get our money's worth. So, uh, so you have to be, as the ministry leader, intentional about putting the experience in front of the parents. And this can be as easy as making a highlight video to show parents after you get home. Put it on the website, have a gathering, and show show the video. That's one of the cool things I've, I've done most recently is we've had a, a highlight video of the experience and you have a gathering when you get home, and you have parents bring food, you have a potluck thing, or you bring food in, and you make a big deal out of watching the video that shows what happened at the experience, and that gives parents a front row seat to the true essence of the experience. Um, another thing you can do is, is send live updates through social media. I know you may think parents are old, and that's not something they can do, but when else are you going to get them to be focused on social media than if they know they're going to hear about what little Johnny and little and little Sarah are learning and hearing about and experiencing at camp while they're away from them? Get them accustomed to using your social media platforms. Send them the same devotionals that you give the kids. Send them your message notes. Anything you can do to get parents on the same page as the students throughout the week and especially after the week is over. Bring the parents in. Don't be focused just on the students, but bring the parents into the process. I promise it will give you so much more, uh, 
so much more impact in the lives of those students throughout the, their term in your ministry if you have parents on board with what's going on and they can't be on board with what they don't know. So please put those things in front of them, get them involved in the process. The last thing that you need to focus on, and this is uh, not something that typically comes up when we talk about a camp experience, uh, but it's something that as I've done this for many years, I've recognized the importance of it, focusing on your health. As the, the ministry leader, as the student ministry leader, at a camp experience, you have to focus on your health. Now, on a mission trip, as I talked about last week, your goal should be the focus on the health of the students. They're in a, a very different environment. They're trying to do ministry. They're attempting to, to live out a missional living uh, experience. And so because that may be new to them, your focus needs to be on their health and watching for them and checking up with them. And you can absolutely and you should absolutely do that during a camp experience. But during camp, it can be really easy to miss out on focusing on your own health. Your physical health, you're up late, you're eating junk because that's what camp is. You're wearing yourself out. It's summer, it's hot, you're sweating a lot, and you're drinking soda. It can really wear you out physically. Emotionally, you're talking all day long. I've been through this, and as a borderline introvert, extrovert, I can, I've can. i been at camp and I've been like, this is awesome, all these people talking, everybody, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then I can immediately go, I need to go sit next to a tree, <laughs> and I just need some space. So you have to focus on your health emotionally. And really, you have to focus on your health spiritually. You're going to be pouring a lot out of yourself, whether it's in conversations or messages or simply planning on things and executing things at a camp experience. Some of my closest moments with God in my life have come during times of leading a week of camp. Just having a conversation with God where I've been able to get alone with Him, walking from one place to another place and just talking to Him, just sharing what's going on. You have to focus on your health. Keep your eyes and your heart open to what God has for you to learn while you're leading camp for your students. One last thought, and then we'll wrap this up. Uh, if your ministry is anything like the ones that I've been involved in, having students at camp is a rare opportunity to capture the attention of most of the students who call your ministry home. Typically in a given week, my guess is you don't have everyone who calls your ministry home gathered in one place. But at camp, you probably have the largest percentage or a larger percentage of your students captured, you have their attention for the better part of a week. So I want you to ask yourself, what are you doing in that week that will make students want to be a part of the ministry consistently at home and invite their friends to? What are you doing in that week? It can't just be about having fun. You can't answer that question with, we're having a great time, we're doing a lot of fun. Is every week in your ministry camp? Unless everything that happens at camp in one given week, happens on one single night of ministry, uh, at a service or a gathering in your ministry during the year, that's not a good answer. And here's the truth. When students get home, they're going to find ways to have fun. They're going to have a sports team. They're going to have a job. They're going to have technology. They're going to have an Xbox. They're going to have all kinds of things. They're going to pull at their attention. Your answer to what are you doing in that week that will make a student want to be a part of the ministry and invite their friends, it has to be all about belonging and owning. Students need to belong to a community. Camp is a great way to show students that they belong in the community, that they have a place, that they are part of a family. It's an incredible opportunity to, for them to see themselves as part of the community and the part of the family so that when they get home, they realize, oh, I miss my family. I miss being in that community. That, that's one of the greatest things that you can do in your ministry within, as, it, as it relates to camp is take that week and be intentional 
about making them feel like they belong. And the second thing is owning. They have to own the process of shaping the effectiveness of the ministry. So while you're at camp, do a quick gathering and talk about stuff that's coming up. Plan stuff with them. Get them involved. Get their ideas. When students have their ideas uh, involved in something that's coming up, they're going to be there because they want to take credit for it. So take camp as an opportunity, whether it's during the travel time or a separate time that you gather with, with different pockets of students. Do brainstorming. Do creative planning. Get them involved in the process. They will feel like they're part of the community and they will own the process and its effectiveness. Camp is a great setting to make both of those things happen. So right now it's March and uh, many of you may be planning your camp experiences uh, in this moment, in this week. Uh, You may be actually in between right now, today as you're listening to this, you're in between planning sessions for camp stuff that's coming up this summer. So I want to take just a moment right now and pray for you right where you are. Uh, If you're driving, please don't close your eyes because we don't want that to happen. So, uh, But I'd like to pray for you uh, real quick and then we'll wrap this thing up. God, thank you so much for these student ministry leaders. I thank you that you've called them into this ministry, that you've given them a passion and a platform uh, to show students who you are through their lives and through their leading. And God, I pray for the camp experiences that are coming up in each of these ministries, whether it's a big travel camp or it's an at-home camp or they're, they're putting on the camp or they're going to the camp or they're trying to find ways to make camp experiences, lasting relationships happen without a big camp experience, whatever their situation is. Father, I pray that you would lead them through creativity, lead them to solutions. And God, I pray that most of all, you would give them the the opportunities to lead students in relationships, to either lead them in relationships with with, uh, volunteers or small group leaders. God, lead them in relationships primarily to, to connect with who you are. I pray that students in each of these ministries, I pray that they would come to know you as their Savior for uh, and see you in that light is for the first time ever in their lives. And I pray that it would not just be a, a week-long experience that, that they have and then they, they, they throw it on the shelf. Um, but God, I pray that life change, true, lasting life change happens in the ministries uh, of the people that are listening right now. And God, I pray for their health as they're planning, as they're, as they're stressed over this, as they, they're looking at taking time away from their family to go to a camp. Uh, they're doing all this planning. It's taking hours away from family time. God, I pray that they, would, that they would find that family time, that they would make that family time. And I pray that they would have a great attitude through this entire camp planning process, through the entire execution of camp. Give them great attitudes, God, because even in, in, the, in, the, in the hard times when we're stressed out, those are times often that students are really looking and they're really watching to see who we really are. And so, God, I pray that in this camp planning and execution process, these student ministry leaders would continue to keep their eyes fixed on you. And I pray that students would see their relationship with you and they would want that same relationship for themselves. God, thank you so much uh, for the opportunity we have to do ministry and to lead students to follow you. Thank you so much. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, that's all I've got for today. Uh, next time, we're talking all about retreats. So weekend retreats, D-Now type stuff, uh, discipleship weekends. I'm pumped for that. So uh, thank you so much for listening, and we will talk again soon.